Welcome back to the Crown Refs Podcast for episode 283. This is Game Notes with Luke Wera, who is a Canadian basketball referee from Vancouver who's been officiating since 2016. Luke aspires to become a FIBA-certified official and get hired into a college conference, which he already has done since this has been recorded. Ultimately, he wants to make officiating a full-time gig. Now, in this episode of Game Notes, we reverse the format as Luke breaks down one of my block charge plays from a previous season. We also discuss the fact that we shouldn't overthink technical fouls and create reasons as to why we should shy away from assessing them. We also add more context to the term film doesn't lie and add a very interesting perspective to the true validity of that statement. Once again, the Crown Rest Podcast is proudly brought to you by RefereeStore.com. For all your referee gear and uniform needs, go to RefereeStore.com. If you want to save 15% on all United Attire products, simply enter Crown15 at checkout. We hope you enjoy this episode and do me one last favor before you go. Have a great rest of your day. Hi, this is Luke Ware from Vancouver, British Columbia. Thanks for listening to the Crown Rest Podcast. Serve the game. All right, ladies and gentlemen, coming at you virtually live from the Rogers Center, the now defunct Rogers Center in Vancouver, Canada, via NBA 2K. I am here with... FIBA official Luke Ware, how are you, sir? Not bad, not FIBA yet, though, but on the path, though. So you have to get certified to become a FIBA official while you're doing FIBA games? How does that work? Yes, yeah. So there's like the five tier system, like you know, like recreational level one, two, three, four, and then five is a FIBA charted official, right? Four is a uh, certified as national. Three is viewed as provincial ref. And then one and two are within your associations, right? So it's kind of like the ladder that you go up. So, yeah, I'm trying to get to the top, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Well, thanks for laying laying down that that foundation for us. I was unaware of the, the FIBA steps. It's always interesting for us Americans to hear what's going on <laughs> outside the States. I know before we get started, you had a question about one of my plays. I did, I did. There's the clip that you sent me was was a really quick bang bang hitter play, block charge in the open court. And I just wanted to see your thought process on what you saw to make that decision. All right, let's have a little reverse game notes action and look <laughs> at one of my plays. I like I watched it like fifteen times in slow mo. Can you just tell me what you saw in the play to make you the decision to call a block? Can I hear what you saw first? Uh, the one I saw was it seemed to me to develop as a charge, but just the way the player fell, it just didn't make sense for it to be a charge, you know, because it seemed like he was trying to avoid contact as the defender was walking into him. Mm. And I'm assuming just the way the player landed, because he played in a land through his chest, he landed off to the side, like on diagonal. So it looked like the guy stepped into his face and it was very it was very close if he had established legal guard position, but it seemed to me like he clipped him with his knee when the offensive player was trying to go around him. Mm-hmm. And that's why he ended up this way instead of 
like a pancake over, right? Sometimes the way they crash and the way they land and how their body absorbs the contact is a teller on yeah. what the correct call could be. So I like your logic there. I agree. That's a really, really close play. It's a hard play. It's a quick play. There's a yeah. lot of contact. It's happening in the open court. Um, so basically, I have B1 establishing an initial legal guarding position as A1's yeah. um, still in the backcourt. He's about yeah. 20 feet away from him when he yeah. establishes, but he does establish. He's facing him two feet on the ground. Um, offensive player loses the ball ahead of him, mm-hmm. which causes the defender to now run forward. Yeah. So anytime a defender is running forward, now he's lost his legal guarding position. So yeah. as as I see the loose ball, I with the left with my left eye now I'm looking at the defender so I have the ball and the offense basically in my right eye my left eye as a defender all I see is that running motion mm-hmm. so I'm using that information leading up to the block or leading up to the crash um, so I tried to follow him as much as I could I noticed him going forward and anytime a player is going forward with high speeds like this it brings our radar up a little bit more like, okay, he's running forward. We're going to have a crash. He needs to do everything he can to make sure he comes to a complete stop yes. before okay. contact. So yes. that was my criteria here. Did B1 stop running and stop his forward movement in order to establish that initial legal guarding position right before the crash? In my opinion, he didn't. There was still mm-hmm. lingering effects of him trying to run fast and then just stop. He's not just going to stop right away. Yeah, a yeah. big man like that. So I yeah. think his body's still moving forward, which is why the offensive player gets kind of hip checked the way he did. Mm-hmm. Upon review, I like the block. I've showed officials that like charge. I've showed officials that like block. So, I mean, it's really to each his own. The play is over. It's never coming back. Yeah, to yeah, There's, no right an- There's no right answer. There's no right answer. It's yeah. all it's all about what you called in that moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I looked at it a lot. It's a great play. That was my first play of the year. So that was yeah. my first play since basically <laughs> eleven months. Yeah. Yeah. But that's yeah. why I love it because I was yeah. ready for it. You know. That's, no, that's good. It's like a lot of I feel like a lot of officials they saw that it'd be deer in headlights like this, right? And then all of a sudden you're like not putting a whistle on that play, and then like you have both coaches yelling at you, right? Instead of just like putting a whistle on a play that needs to, like, wash the floor, like, unless, yeah. I always was told, if you can explain why the body is to the floor, and why you didn't have a whistle, then hold it, like, if there's a body to the floor, there's a reason why the body is to the floor, right, so, especially in an open court, crash, crash scenario, right, Yeah. and it just happened like that, like, just bang, bang, right, like, guys running like this, looking for the ball, or whatever, and just turns, all of a sudden, this guy's, like, yeah. trying to anticipate a steal, and, like, just creeping in too quick, and just, like, Boom, right? Yeah. So no, yeah, but when I remember watching you, just like it was so strong and so confident, like there's no doubt in your mind, like anyone in the gym was going to argue with you that it'd be the block. Everyone's like, obviously, the defense is like, ah, oh, come on, ref. Like, you know, I was there though, but like, it was, right. did you get any flack from the coach or the coach was? No, no, not really. I mean, it was, it was early, early in the game, one of the first calls of the game. I think yeah. plays like that, they're so close. It's like either way, either way, you almost got to accept, you know, and, and I think it's important to not sell it, but to no, yeah. come with a, I don't want to say a cadence whistle, although in that position, I did kind of have a cadence whistle, um, mm-hmm. 
given because I was refereeing a primary defender. So I had to switch over. So it took me a second. I'm not going to just rush and then just come out hitting my hips three times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just try to let it process and take up as much time as possible. And then I like for my blocks, I like to double tweet. Just mm -hmm. like my charge is like, do, 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 because I'm still processing, processing, processing. And then I step towards the play with just. Yeah, the yeah, I didn't notice that, right? It's not just sidelines standing there doing your NCA. You got you running in and just strong, right? And just right. Right, point right away, right? Yeah, by running, like take a few steps in one or yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One yeah, or no, two. It's sprint to the player right in front of yeah, yeah. Because you've seen the official that runs in just smacking yeah, the head. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, 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 you know. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm happy we could up to half court and just like like I don't even know like fast speeds to half court to throw out like a charge signal like it's like it's not necessary. Like, yeah. We all used to we all used to dance uh, before throwing you know. <laughs> I used to do the bachata, the merengue, you know, <laughs> everything like two step, uh, my bop yeah. hop. I mean, I got a whole yeah. catalog. <laughs> But that's one of the calls in officiating that makes it fun for officials, you know? Yeah, it's like a yeah. player who dunks the ball. Players like dunking. We like yeah. calling charges and illegal screens and blocks and yeah, heavy-duty calls like that. So that's definitely a heavy-duty call, right? But I'm happy we could start game notes with a little bit different of a flow. So I'm, I'm glad that you led with that conversation. Mm -hmm. I'm, uh, I'm real interested in, in meeting with you on this follow-up to our IPR. I didn't hear any of your feedback on what you thought of the report. So I just want to pass the ball to you and hear your feedback, um, how you broke everything down. Um, it was, well, the first thing I did was I watched the mechanics video you sent me, right? So the first time I have my phone out and I'm watching it, and as you're talking to it, I'm just like mirroring you, like, you know, like all this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. The second time through, I started to take notes. So everything you said, like I was just bullet pointing notes, 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 making my own notes, right? Went to the mirror, practiced it, right? Good. My next step was to go over your your timestamps. And I just went timestamp. I watched it the first time and and look for your points, right? Be like, okay, like yeah, I totally agree with you. Like that first point, I think the shooting call. Mm -hmm. When I when I saw it without your points, I was like, damn, like where where am I? Right? Like and then you added it to it. I was like, yeah, like it's like I need to have that awareness and urgency to drop instead of just being like stagnant in that one spot. Just try to see that play develop before it happens and get to the spot, the best possible spot to referee that play, right? Mm -hmm. And then like when you showed it to me, I was like, yeah, like I'm like, I'm like the ghost, cast for the ghost. Like, where the hell am I on a three-point yeah. shot? Like, you know, like, and then I'm coming into that play and then blowing my whistle which like if you are really observing me it's like the coach has criteria to be like you weren't on that play yeah right like you just like you're guessing on that play right so it's just like no it was very it was very detailed you see like you really put a lot of thought and effort into it like you really broke it down i did share my ipr with two of my closer officials I just told them just keep them to themselves keep it to yourselves don't, don't tell anyone just like watch the video like watch my watch my game tape and learn from my mistakes so like when you ref like this is not happen to you right like you don't be in the same situation I'm in so that you're prepared to referee that play that I made a mistake on right so it's just like they were thankful they were really they really thanked me for it they said like 
you know, like even from like picking up the video stuff, they picked up a few stuff. It's like now I just gotta go out there and practice it, right? And do it, right? Like, right, right now you can only really do it in your mirror or just in your head or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah like, no, I'm really, really thankful for the effort that you put into it and like the professionalism behind it, right? Like it's, it's like, well, like I said, it's this. Last year I was supposed to go to camp, but it got canceled with COVID. So I'm like, this is like my camp, you know, like yeah. for the last year. So like in, in pretty much my room, right? So I don't have to like fly out like three hours or whatever on the plane, but book a hotel, like worry about transportation, you know. So listen, we try to make Crown Refs University as uh accessible and frictionless mm-hmm. as possible. Yeah, I'm glad you got value out of it and that you also shared it with your friends. You're a good partner. Let me ask you this. Have you had a chance to step back on the court and apply some of the things that you learned? No, no, no. Um, The health order restrictions are still in place. Uh, They're moving forward. They're lifting some restrictions, but there's still no uh, timeline to when a return to sport phase two will be right because i think we they bumped it up to like phase three which was like uh small cohort competition for youth adults adults were have not only been able to practice within their own bubble but even like their practices right now they're just like no contact so it's all still gotcha. right so how many people are following it i don't know like it's kind of like it's there like the universities have to abide by this by these restrictions but there's been lifting going on but i do know i was when i was listening to your podcast and doing all all this stuff like the the work in the basement before you came out i remember i came out and i was what was in like november and there were a couple games and i'm coming out here throwing out holes like this like you know i'm just like what am i doing like this is not this is not a FIBA mechanic you know like why what's the FIBA hold the FIBA hold it's here and like this arm, right? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'll even I'll, I'll have pictures of it right now. So we're gonna do a segment at the end of the show. It's gonna be a bonus, some bonus content. It's gonna be called the difference between FIBA and NCAA signals. You down? Yeah. Yeah, I'm down. Like it's it's some of the NCAA stuff I actually like a lot more because yeah, FIBA is here to get right. Whereas NCAA is they hold like here, right? So the hand check's the same, the block is different, right? Block is like this here where people just, like this together, right? The legal, you, do you have a legal use? We'll run through it. We'll run through them all. I want to make it its own segment. Okay, okay, uh, we'll do it at the end. Yeah, I want to I want to devote 10 minutes just to that. Um, all right, so let's, uh, there's a lot of plays to discuss. Let's pull up your game tape and let's start breaking down some of the tape. You know, it's usually a lot smoother than this, Luke. I'm telling you, it's this Canadian thing, man. We are, we're living in a village up here, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I want to check out 552. I, I wrote positioning impacts, impacts play calling. Yeah. I thought you had a pretty good crew, man. Your partners were really good too. Yeah, they're, I'll, so, I'll, they're, they're solid guys. They're solid guys. It made me feel very comfortable considering that this is my first year officiating at this level. And this was my first men's conference game. So really thankful for them making me feel 
feel really just at home, you know. Good run down the court, look athletic. Like 552, A1. Got to pull up here. Oh. And this is where you called it, where you weren't in the screen. So I just wanted to hear your thoughts on this play and why we weren't at the 28th there. Uh, can we rewind just a little bit back? I think I uh, spaced up too far. I know I know. I sometimes get in a, in a bad habit of thinking that I'm in a two-person game. Yeah. So I kind of worked a little bit higher than I should have. I was out of position for sure. And I didn't – I know looking at the play, when I when the position I was at, I felt – I saw something happen, but it was like again, because I wasn't in, in that 20 foot line, I didn't fully see the, the contact. And then I dropped in as I was dropping down, I saw it fly by, and I felt this doesn't seem right, right? And I judge, I looked at the ball to judge the play of the ball, and if there was, because I know he didn't get ball, right? I looked at the play of the ball to see if like this is if there's if there was contact on the hand. And just him going right air ball, I mean, yeah, that's that that flight path is not is not right, right? Like there was contact there. But again, if I was lower, I would have seen it, right? Instead of having more of a feel for it. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think you're out of position to basically to start this play and then yeah. you never wind up catching up. Now, obviously, yeah. you're, you're going to stay on the end line on this in administration, on this pass. But as he passes to the to the point guard right here, we need to be ball line. So don't even yeah. trail him this much. We should be at this probably either ball line or a step behind, but not seven steps behind. Yeah. So yeah. We, we never wind up just catching up to this play. Even here, got to be ball line, got to be ball line, got to be ball line, got to be ball line. So you had plenty of time to get there. It's not like the play just was so far ahead of you because it was too fast. Um, we just got to close down a little bit sooner, show a little, a little bit sooner on yeah. there. And this is a tough play, to be honest with you. Uh, I, so you didn't see the contact, right? You're just basically going. I, I saw the flyby. I saw the challenge, right? And to me, my gut was saying, like, I'm like, oh, did he hit him, right? And I'm like, oh, did he hit him but on that? I thought on the spot it was more in the wrist area, but on video it seemed to hit him in the hand, right? And then I used a quick judgment of the ball to see the flight of the ball to see because I know he didn't get ball, yeah. right? I just did a quick judgment of the flight of the ball to see if there was contact there, right? And just just the, just looking at the flight of the flight path of the ball, I'm like, okay, like I'm I feel like there's my gut was right, right? You know, I just try to use the external whatever so it's yeah. what haha ha, 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 external cues to just make that call right but if i thought these i agree if i was lower i would and saw the two defenders and shot saw the space in between the defenders i would have been 100 percent like yeah that, he hit him right yeah yeah these are tough plays because remember hand we always say hands part of the ball but you know, it's a question of, of what type of play are we talking about? On a, on a ball handler, I can smack down at your hand, and that's legal, right? As long as it's not a huge wind-up and follow-through, and it's not like a cleanup foul where I'm purposely just trying to smack your hand, right? Mm -hmm. Same thing with the shot. 
that high five, the high five motion where I'm finishing my free throw, I mean, excuse me, my, my jump shot, and we just basically touch hands this way, not from the side, not from this side or the back, just that meet and greet of the high five. I usually let that go. I don't know if this play is that high five because I feel like the defender comes from the side. If you notice, zero blues hand is out this way to finish. Yeah. It's not, yeah. he's not finishing straight up, which would indicate that high five motion. Yeah. He's finishing to the side, which means to me, he might, might be a little wrist and the defender is swatting kind of to the side of the hand. Yeah. And you, and you use good logic here. It was an air ball. He didn't get the ball. Um, but I just think if you were in a better position, you would be more certain what this contact was. For sure. For sure. But some good reasoning that you applied on this type of play. You know, you're looking at the, the trajectory of the ball, where it lands. You know, the, you know the defender didn't touch the ball. So you're applying some good logic here. Yeah, because usually, I, I know if I was a defender and I got ball, I would be telling my teammates, ball, 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 right? Some people do that, right? So those cues tell you, like, I got ball, right? So we have no ball, right? It's always nice when you're uncertain and you hear the defender say, ball, ball, ball. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I got what he got. I got what he yeah. got. <laughs> Not that we're listening to the players, guys. Oh, no. But... Never that. 10.05, own your primary. Uh, I think this could have been your play. Let's see. I think it originates in your space. So right here, like your radar's got to be up. We see a little grabbing. We see a little holding. Did you think to proactively officiate, use your voice? Uh, I, I believe I believe I was yelling, let him go, right? Trying to give him some sort of, like, like you said, a preventive officiating, right? But clearly he was not letting him go. And he was, just, he was impeding his freedom of movement by trying to, like, hold it, right? I think you could have called it right there. Right there, yeah, yeah. I, this play yeah, I should never – we should never give the offensive player this opportunity on this play to then just start pushing back because he's being held. So now he's yeah. trying to displace, and he's just reacting to the initial action. I yeah. think we can kill this play right at the elbow. Do you agree with that? I, I agree with you. I know all my notes when I wrote down, I rewatched the examples. I wrote free throw line, contact, make the call, you know? Because then it and just I, gets ugly at the uglier. It gets uglier, uglier right? And by the, like, it just could actually something bigger than this was, right? This could have just been a two-hand, then Lucan got mad, and two-hand shoved into the floor, and then we have a John Sportsman like foul, and then it's like, right. if you just made the first call, right, the second call wouldn't come, right? Yeah, this gets so. down to like, you know, cleaning up cutters and post plays, call the first displacement or call the first legal action. Yeah, yeah. Because by the time this play ends, we're like, how many fouls did we miss? Was it one, <laughs> yeah. two? Yeah. So just own that. That's all you. Don't even let it get to your partner. Just come out strong right at the elbow. Boop, boop, stays here. Point to the spot or however you do it in FIBA. I'm not sure if I messed you up there. No, 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 that's good. That's good. It's cool. You need a table at foul and side out, you know, and then go to the, the table on report and go back. What did you think of 1357? Uh, my question to you is, is this a foul? I recognize 
that the defender initially gets very close to the ball handler. Um, maybe you could have called a foul sooner, but I couldn't see any contact on film. On is the, the N1? Okay. I'm sorry? Is this the N1? No, no. Let me see it. All right. Oh, this one. Yeah, so this this guy, the whole game, he was, he was a pest. Like, he's like one of those guys that... Right. You know, like the game, like the the, game kind of just started, though. Yeah, no. But throughout the game, he was, you know that the defender that stands there, like like pokes here, pokes there, pokes here, pokes there. So two two whites and triple threat, right? And he and he he was doing this little hand thing, and like as White's head was down, he hit him in the face, like as he's trying to poke. That's why that's why John is he, he you see he said something like dude, like come on, bro. Like, oh, okay. Right. So, so 15 hits two in the face right, yeah, right there. If, yeah. So that's why I made that call, right? Just just as a cleanup, be like, you know, do like you don't need hands on throughout the rest throughout the rest of the game, right? Like it was just a cold, cold, cold. And it had down and hit him in the face. So I just made that call. Be like, Listen, face contact is automatic. I don't have a problem with it. it yeah. It, it didn't show up on film. That's why I was questioning, you know, maybe we call this one here second one maybe nothing nothing and then i couldn't see what that left arm did so you're saying yeah, hit him in the face. yeah. Right. yeah. You see his reaction just like his white offhand's like dude like come on like, well i understand he, yeah i understand he put his hand <laughs> i didn't see him put his hand on his face I thought, oh i know it's hard to see on the film but that's i remember that's what i saw i saw a contact in the face so i was like dude, we're, not, we're, not, we're not playing that game great you're right there my point on this one was I was assuming that that there wasn't any contact on the one you called. And I was I was asking if you were just reacting to how close the defender is. And yeah, he puts his hand on him once and then he takes a swipe, which misses then the third swipe. So I, I know on those plays, we have a heightened sense of awareness when a defender gets that close to a player. Okay. But we, we want to be correct. Right. So. No, I, understand, I understand what you can see on film. I'd be like, they wanted to see this on film and be like, where's the foul, right? Like, if it was a spectator watching, it'd be like, where's the foul? It wasn't the see, right? But. Well, that's why the the term, does film, film never lies? It's only yeah. predicated on the amount of cameras that are available. That's <laughs> true. Because film true. does lie if it's one camera in the 14th row at midcourt, then the film can lie. If it's the yeah. NBA and D1 and they have every single angle, then yes, film does Yeah, lie. yeah, with zoom up and everything slow motion, it's kind of like, it's it's a blessing at that level, man. Like zoom up and like just like slow motion area on every different angle. It's just... But I wanted to add a little bit of cl a clarity to that phrase, film never lies, because it does lie. You just gotta, you know, technology is a key factor in the film lies or not. Like, for instance, film just lied right now. <laughs> That's why we trust the people that are right there. So on, on this play, you know, you're a little, little far behind the play right here. Right here, you're not, you're not connected to, to anything pretty much, right? Because it's a transition play. So just like kind of have an awareness of that before you run in and call from trail when it's opening up right to the lead. You know, because lead's right there. If the lead yeah, has yeah, nothing, yeah. if the lead has nothing, then you're going to then just take an extra step down. You know, don't call it immediately. Give it a cadence. 
whistle, then it'll allow you to get a little bit more closer to the play, more connected, and have a little bit more court presence when you're blowing the whistle. But cadence whistles, um, excuse me, secondary whistles, we should have a cadence. So it shouldn't be at the same exact time as the primary official, right? Mm -hmm. It shouldn't be synced up, at least on, on this type of play, I don't think. If you could just yeah. try to find the inner discipline to, okay, you saw the foul, but you're not going to go up with the fist right away because you're having that crew awareness to know your partner's right there. Okay, giving him a shot. He has it. No problem. I don't put my hand up. Okay, giving him a shot. Nothing. Do do or do. Yeah. Definitely jumped the gun. You know, got a little bit too excited, you know? <laughs> and it was great. I was really, uh, and this is, this is the thing with my partners. They, like, my partners know that you probably should put them back to the table, but knowing that I'm the younger official, he bounced it off the meat, right? Okay. So it makes me feel comfortable. So I really see like little things like that really made me feel good in this game. Mm-hmm. And that's a veteran move because yeah. you know, we say primary official takes the play to the table, but you're not going to do that every time. There's a feel for the game. There's being a good partner. And in this case, you mapped it out perfectly. He's the veteran on the crew, and he wanted to give you a little bit of a confidence boost early on by giving you mm -hmm. the head nod. You take it, partner. It's great. Yo, give your plays up to your partners. If you have a double whistle, be the ref that gives your play up. I'm not saying if it's immediately in front of you, but just think about that, giving it up especially if it's a younger official. All right, we're going to the second quarter. Okay, you got a rebounding foul here. You look really sharp on this play. Love the way your fist goes up. Good point at the end. Kind of finishes off the play. Good reporting. Um, did you have any thoughts of maybe reporting a push because of all that contact, or was that a yeah? I, after after reviewing it with the, the IPR, I'm like, it makes more sense for a push to happen instead of illegal contact, right? If you to the floor, it's more likely that he's going to get pushed to the floor or bumped to the floor instead of hit to the floor, right? Right. Yeah, definitely, especially when multiple bodies are on the ground it's tough to get there from a hit hey did we yeah. want to say anything to number nine the kar the karate kid who's wearing a martial arts headband or is that legal in FIBA? no it's 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 not legal i was i just i looked at the whole thing the other day and they were re revised the plot that uh what's the say? Uh, ruling, no, I'm gonna revise. It was probably not legal. I always, I wasn't sure at that point if it was legal or not legal, so I, I, I don't want to stir the pot, which is, which is on me for not knowing the dress code rule 100%, right? But There's I no did look pot. it up the other day, and it's, 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 an, it's a no. So moving forward, and if I see a headband, I know we're, we're not wearing headbands, right? So there's no pot to stir. It's simply our <laughs> duties to let them know what they can and can't wear. I know a lot of people yeah. are like, oh, I don't want to start this. There's nothing to start. <laughs> you should know how to come dressed to a sporting event. <laughs> True. You know, don't, feel, don't feel bad about it. I know that's not what we want to do. We don't want to be the uniform police, but just check it out. See if anybody's wearing anything illegal. Just go let them yeah. know, and then that's it. I, I know for a fact that I wasn't 100% sure on it, so I wasn't going to say yes or no to it, because if I was wrong, then that's the whole issue itself, right? Did you ask your partners? 
I don't remember. Okay. Good call uh, on the block because it probably forced him out of bounds and we can't let a violation occur due to contact. So that was good. I just didn't like my presentation of it. I think it was just too, I don't want, just too, it just didn't seem like strong enough. You know what I mean? Just like, well, I know I, I, I have this problem because I'm so, I'm so uh, long that I kind of tend to not want to look like, you know, those blow up dolls in front of a car salesman place, you know, like those like wavy ones. So I've been trying to try to keep it tight, but like even when I did that block on this, on the spot, it just kind of looks, I made myself look smaller than I actually, actually am with that block. Does that make sense? Well, yeah, it was a kind of a nonchalant block and you didn't do the full motion of it. Here's my thing. On non-block charge plays, I don't think there's any reason to show a block on the spot. Everybody knows this is a hip check. It's not the classic, I have to show you it's a block or a charge because everybody in the gym is expecting an answer. This play okay. gets bumped out of bounds. It's a pretty obvious foul. I say, okay. boom. And then just point to the spot. Okay. Simple. Don't even add the block. Because okay. you're not motivated to do a block on a non-block charge play. Because there's no juice in it. You're just like, eh. eh. And I say okay. you, and I, I mean everyone. Block charge plays, you're ready for that block or that charge. On this little hip check, it's, it's, doesn't, it's not that classic block charge play. So I don't think there's really a need to let everybody know. Okay. If you eliminate the block, then everything's good. Your, your yeah, yeah, was great. Your yeah. point was good. 601, we have a N1. Take me through it. Now we're stacked on film. So tell me what the contact was. My, from my recollection, it was three blue, swung down, and made contact on a player that was in the active shooting. All right, so you have to up. And then comes okay. through and hits. And I, I just don't remember if it was the type of level of contact was. It was like, I just don't remember that play because it was so long ago. I don't know if, if I if I held my whistle for a little bit longer, would it have affected it? I'm not sure. Did I jump the gun? I could have. Like, I don't remember it, but I just remember swipe down, right? White goes through the swipe down and finishes, right? Yeah, the freeze so the frame. Is if I held my whistle for a second longer, could it was it enough illegal contact for it to be to affect the shot? You know what I mean? Like this, it seems like he played through it pretty, pretty well, right? It's tough to tell, and I, I don't want to guess. And I was just gonna say, oh, it looked like a foul because when I freeze framed it right here, it looked like the ball was popping loose, but. It's tough to tell on a freeze frame, right? You can make a lot yeah. of things look like something on a freeze frame. All, all I would say was here is just anticipate the point of contact. So what that means is as this defender is backing up and you see his left arm go up, you know where that point of contact is going to be. It's going to be down in between where his hand starts and where the offensive player, the ball is, right? It's going to be somewhere yeah. in the middle there. So just shift your eyes to where that is and just try to lock in on that location. Like you're, like you're a sniper. You're looking in a very small, fine area. 
So that's what I'll say. Just anticipate the point of contact, focus in on it and, and do your best to differentiate between legal or illegal. Yeah. I, I remember there's a swipe down. Uh, there's just a question of was it illegal or was it marginal, right? I mean, just because on film he played through it with no rhythm, speed or balance effect, it doesn't mean that swipe was like a lot of the arm and it just needed to be called. It's okay. <laughs> You know, yeah. I mean, I know we talk about having cheap N1s a lot, but they're a part of the game and they're a good part of the game when called correctly. So that could have been a good N1. I'm not sure. I, I just think there's other layers that we can add to the next time you see this similar. Yeah, play. yeah. Let's go to Q3. All right, 727, you have a free throw violation. I assume you called it on blue 21. Uh, I wasn't sure. What'd you have here? Yeah, free throw violation, blue throw on leaving prior to the release of the ball. I guess. Now the question is, do I have a double violation here, right? Yeah, you know, when blue leaves, white leaves as well, right? Yeah, you know what? That's so close. I, I might just let that go. Mm -hmm. yeah. Plus, real time, not many people are going to see this. I think you have to stop it to really tell. Yeah. Like, I wasn't sure until I stopped it. Okay. Let's let's just, let's get scientific. Let's get the correct call by pressing. Stop. It's just crazy though, because like a lot of this stuff, when you see it on the court, it just seems like it's so much slower you know sometimes then and then when you see it on film you're like wait I, like was that close like you know what i mean yeah so if, if we're refing you know after the play on film then we can easily make this call and get a double violation right yeah really tough to tell live i'm su i'm surprised you picked it up yeah i, uh, I thought i saw blue leaf early to come in because i know that's the point of emphasis this season that uh, free throw shooter uh, rebounders are leaving early and just to be aware of that so yeah it's either we're going to call it on both or call it on no one I think yeah yeah probably no one is the best bet yeah yeah I think so and then then then, and then the coach wasn't happy with it so and then we got a coach's warning with it so what did he say uh, he said, if I were not, I don't know if it's word for word, but it's something like call the over the back on the other side or something along the lines and use my name, right? Like, don't pretty much his message was pretty much saying, like, don't focus on that, focus on the rebounding fouls and use my name, right? So then I said, okay, well, like, if you just said what you have to say, I could have maybe on the next dead ball. Had a conversation with you, but if you just if you use my name, like I felt like kind of that's a little bit too personal. So I just thought, like, okay, like, I just, this is where I feel the line in the sand. Like, did he shout it? He shouted it from from his from his bench area. He was like, "Come on, focus on the rebound, Luke." Something like, and all not those words, but like that's the message, right? Listen, you don't have to sell me on a warning or a technical problem. <laughs> I'm sold. 
I'm oh. I'll tell you what, I'm done making excuses for myself and for other officials why we shouldn't call a technical foul. That's what we've been doing our whole careers, talking ourselves out of it. Well, let's not give it here. Let's throw more rope this way. Oh, let's just avoid that comment. We're always trying to avoid, avoid, avoid when we just keep getting it thrown at us. Yeah. There's only so much we can do. Yeah. So don't overthink these texts and warnings. No. You know, how no, we go about it, how we communicate in the meantime makes the world of a difference. But, you know, sometimes there's no more words to be said. Mm-hmm. Either either we're, we're, we're going to use our words to make these coaches and players compliant or it's just not going to work and then we're going to use our tools. Use the rules. All right, out of bounds, slow rotations, 1822, RA play. All right, 1926, that's what I want. 1926, I wrote RA play, question mark, question mark. Does the secondary- Oh, yes, I remember this play. Does the secondary defender have his feet in the restricted area on this play? Or is he legal defender outside of the RA? What do you have? Take us through it. So, you know- Right here, right? Contact's occurring. It looks like contact's on occur on the floor, right? So for an RA play, the contact has the player has to be airborne, either shooting or passing, correct? So if he's if he had legal ground position and stood up and got knocked over, the should contact on the floor should be a charge, right? Am I well if his heel is on on the line and he's stationary and grounded then that's an RA play. If he jumps straight up, vertical defender, now he's in the air. The RA is not applicable. Okay. Okay. But even this this whole play even has an extra layer to it because if you watch me, I felt that contact that he was faking the foul. Just just the way, like, look. look, Who's faking the foul? Uh, blue, blue. When you wrote, rotate over, just look, just look how he he drops himself to the floor, right? Like he didn't get hit to the floor. He like sat down and then like put his leg back, put his hand down. Kind of, there's kind a, of there's a, there's evidence of flopping DNA in this contact, yeah, right? And so in the pregame, we had a pregame on on personnel, right? He was warned earlier in the first quarter on to the to the coach, I think. Blue, blue dot warning first quarter we're on a play that was similar like this that was a, by my partner that a pick and a foul warning was given right I forgot that the pick and the foul warning was given oh. and I was about to administer a pick and a foul warning here right if you watch my hand like my hand goes up and I realize oh damn like that I you can't have two pick and a foul warnings you get one warning you get one technical that's one to be a technical right so my thought process was like, oh damn, like I may miss, like, am I going to hit out another technical, or I'm just going to let, let this play develop and see if the ball, if the ball just goes in, right? No, like we'll just like play on as nothing happened, right? But I know as I was running up down the court from from white head coach, I was getting a year full of that's that's faking the foul. That should be a faking the foul warning because he didn't he didn't I don't think he knew that the other team was warned. Giving a fake and a foul warning, right? 
Because if, if he knew, he would be yelling at me, that's a technical foul rather than that's a big in the foul warning, right? Okay, so after watching this play, what do you think the best call is? Are we acknowledging his left foot? What do we think of his left foot? It's 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 touching the restricted area. Did I think that, I think it's touching. Did you know that on site, or did you have to on site? I, I'll be honest with you. I had a bad sequencing. I didn't do feet defender contact. Right. I didn't look at the feet at the defender's feet. The C probably has the best look at this left foot because there's nothing. There's no obstructions. Yeah. You know, you're looking at the heel. So, he, you know, the center definitely has a better look. So this is where these block char- – um, these RA plays, you know, need multiple referees sometimes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. In my opinion, I think a RA block would be the best call here. Yeah, there's elements of a flop, but I think it's more of a block than a flop, and we can't have both in one. Yeah. I think, you know, because, because his left heel to me is, is in the RA. Again, you guys were there. It's tough to tell with certainty from the film if his heel is touching the line at the immediate point of contact. And if you're certain it's a flop, then just let the ball go in as you're doing or whatever. What's your signal for a flop warning? It's like... Okay, ours is two. Ours is two. Just repeat, right? With one hand, right? We do two. So similar motion. Yeah. As soon as you see them do that, you're you're showing the motion, and then the yeah. next that ball we're killing the play. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's look at one more, and then I'll, I'll have you um, finish up with any questions. Might have to schedule our our signal for another time, <laughs> but I I do want to do it. It's going to be okay. a. A new segment. I'm switching to Patreon. You heard of Patreon? No. So real quick, I'll tell you, because I know you're a loyal, loyal subscriber. Um, you know, I put out two years, two and a half years of my best stuff, free stuff. So I'm now going to switch to Patreon, which is a subscription based app. I don't know the pricing yet, but I think there'll be three different tiers of pricing and I'll still put out free stuff. And there's tons of free stuff up, you know, in perpetuity. There's been so much content uploaded but moving forward probably in two months i'm gonna go to a subscription based where where a large majority of my content is going to be subscription based okay i think it's a good move for you you have a good following you've given out you've given the community so much right without asking for anything anything in return right right so i think i have a little bit of leverage to now ask i'm not i'm not ready it's a few months away because uh-huh. I'm about to go out with a bang. Yeah. Wait till you see the guests I put on before I go. Uh-huh. This is give people incentive to follow me. No, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's just like, like with anything you do, right? Like it's... Thank you. And the content is going to get way better because it's going to be less of, it's going to be smaller. Mm-hmm. not going to have the same following on Patreon. No. So it's no. going to be smaller. So like there might be 100 people that are on the platform. So I'm giving away like my deepest stuff for a hundred people, the stuff yeah. you see I'm putting out for the public. So I'm thinking public big picture. There's thousands of people sometimes that see it. That's going to, I'm going to make different content for thousands than I am for one, just like I am for you right now. 
Yeah, 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 for sure. So I think it's a good opportunity for like the that loyal, you know, fan base to really get even better content from me. So, yeah. all right, let's finish with a little uh, charge pull you had. I wrote excellent player control foul here. B one establishes legal guarding position two and through. Love your cadence there. You gave the lead the first crack. You dropped your whistle. You smoothly picked it back up. No one saw. Uh, what'd you think of that play? Um, I liked it. Uh, defender did slide in to help rotate from help side. And well, that, that doesn't mean anything illegal to me, though. Pardon me? That, that doesn't mean anything illegal to me. So, yeah. Yeah, he established little guard position, guy in the chest, and then made the call, right? The only thing that right here is I need to stop the clock before I throw out the Hansen, right? That was my question. I wasn't sure if FIBA stopped. Yeah, no, you need to stop the clock. I just I – don't, I don't know where I – where it must be a bad habit. I don't know. Just watching, too NBA, watching too much NBA guys or whatever or just, or just having a bad habit of not having that practice in the mirror of – Stop, clock, then throw, stop, clock, then throw. So, and then and then adding your uh, video mechanics to it, right? Just like stop and then do like the boom while, while looking at the play, right? Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, a few additions there to, I think, really help you present your strongest version of yourself. Yeah. And plus stopping the clock gives us that extra second to process. Yes. You know, yeah. so you do that on all your charges. You still ha haven't built the muscle memory to stop the clock. Yeah, I just haven't. I haven't right. done. On, on some of them, I do. On some of them, I do this and just do this. Right, straight this. Right, but some of the, for so, for some reason that that game or like sometimes my time just happens like that. I kind of just do the quick boom. Right, I just go quick into it instead of like boom. It just gives me the nice. Yeah, so, I mean, I think every official yep. at some point has struggled getting their fist up on a player control foul. It took me a yep. year and a half to do so. It's, like, not an easy thing. At least for me, it wasn't. But this tells me, overall, you need to slow down everything. Because yeah. this is just a matter of slowing things down. You see the yeah. contact. Instead of punching, it's contact, think. Yeah. Whoop. Yes. That way. Yeah. So, you're probably too fast on your player control fouls and probably a bunch of other type plays too. So just, yeah. just focus on trying to slow everything down. I know that was one of the notes we had for you was patience, yeah. pain tolerance. Yeah, yeah I, I do find myself sometimes I'm shooting the, shooting the gun, you know, like I see the play develop before it happens. And then like it happens, I'm like, oh yeah. It's like in my mind, I'm already, I'm already like two steps ahead. And I see it happen, like, oh, yeah, that's going to happen. And I just, I just quickly just go into it instead of just, like, taking that deep breath and then and then presenting it and then just being strong on the spot, right? Like that, I don't know, we didn't, we didn't review this one, but that sideline crash, I think, in the fourth quarter, right? Like, on the spot, I thought I had a lot more time with the – when he landed, the one-two and knock over. But on video, it was, like, it was millimeters. You know, you remember that one? I have to look at it again. Yeah, but yeah, that, that was the one where I was like, the crew sent that clip and we had like a discussion about it. It's like, yeah, like, oh my damn, like on the floor, I saw a defender read the play, rotate it over. I'm like, oh yeah, we don't have a block, a, a, a block or a charge, right? Like a crash. 
So I'm like, okay, I saw the guy land, one, two, boom, knock over, boom, go the other way, right? Mm-hmm. But on the, on the video, like it was literally millimeters of the guy actually landing with two, right? So I was just like, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just weird when you see it on film, like it just seems like it's so much, the details are like that, sometimes so close, whereas on the, on the floor, it just, the gap seems wider than the, the what you see on film, right? Feels way that different way. live than, than when you watch yeah. it post round. Yeah, so. That's the, the best thing is just slowing every aspect of the game down to try to yeah. see the game slower than faster. The slower we can see the game, the, the more information and the more accurate we're going to be. Mm-hmm. Think of, yeah. you know, NBA 2K to use this reference. When you're playing on all-star level so fast, yeah. You, know, you slow it down to rookie mode. Now you're yeah. seeing the game slowly. We want to ref on rookie mode. We don't want to ref like a rookie. Yeah. But we want the <laughs> yeah. speed mentally yeah. in our mind to be on rookie mode. Yeah. But is it that with your point? That's just so interesting. That as you move up the ladder, right? Remember when you first started like the junior varsity game, how quick that game was? And now now going back to watch the junior varsity game, it's just like it's like on rookie mode. Like no 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 offense or anything, but everything just played at such a lower tempo right it's not even on rookie mode it's on like double dribble mode and yeah right 1980s pre-2k yeah. but um no it was a pleasure working with you man you showed a lot of potential i think you really have a chance to accomplish whatever you want with with your passion for the craft you have natural ability and i know um you're gonna work hard to to improve you know all of the areas that we covered that you can grow. Right. So. I appreciate that. I appreciate your time and your service and your passion for for being uh, up. I don't know, just putting out the content out there just being like, like I said, the first time we talked, I felt like I've known you for 10 years, right? Like you're just like, like this is just a family member, just like another guy I rep with, right? Like a mentor, right? So yeah, I'm very fortunate to have a good group of guys up here in our association, right? That then a lot of guys were taking care of me, a lot of guys just like said just said things to me, giving me tips along the way. So it's just like just adding you into that family it's just it's just really it's, I'm really fortunate to be in the position I have, right? Just I I've only been doing this for like five years, right? And like and between you and I, like I wouldn't be sitting here if it wasn't for another official that told me like Dude, like, why'd you leave, right? Because I did one year and I left, and I was like, oh. like I tried to burn myself out. It was like, this is something new. I was like, it's so fun. Like, I was a yes man. Like, just every every day, you know, like Monday to Friday and Saturdays, doing two games a day. Like, you know, like just, maybe some days I was doing three games a day. Like, depending on like what the what the signer needed. And just like, I just got to a point where I was like, man, like, I need a break, right? And just that break just turned into a I hate it. Right? So then, like, I ran into an official in a summer tournament outdoors, and he said, like, why'd you stop? Like, come back. I'm like, you know what? Like, I'll, I'll give this a shot. We'll, we'll see where this goes, right? And then, and here we are. You know? Well, shout out to him for inspiring you to come back, and I'm glad that uh, we had this opportunity to work today. I look forward to helping you out down the line. Thank you so much. You got hey, it. if you ever have any game tape of you you want to send my way, I'm more than happy just to watch it. Shoot me a text. I will. Okay, perfect. All right. Thank got you it. so much. Anytime, brother. Later. See you. Thank you for listening to the Crown Refs Podcast. Serve the game.
Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you're interested in joining our private community for officials and want to hear more details, we can set up a call. You can email me at crownrefs at gmail.com or you can text me 845-742-0834. Have a blessed day.